Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today, my guest and I will discuss friendship and failure and then some. And then some is such a black statement, I think. Um, (laughs) I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is a certified friendship coach, PR agency owner and author. Please welcome Danielle Bayard Jackson by following her on Instagram at Danielle Bayard Jackson and check out her website, www.daniellebayardjackson.com. You know, it'd be really, it's a shame if I'm saying your name wrong. Am I saying your name right, Danielle? No, that works, Danielle Bayard Jackson. Bayard, okay, okay, Danielle Bayard. Um, And I always say this, people probably listening like, girl, why don't you learn how to say her name right before the podcast? Just let me, let her correct me on on the air. It's not that big of a deal. So Danielle Bayard Jackson. Um, So good to have you. It's good to be here. I'm I'm excited to be on the couch with you today. (laughs) Our virtual couch. Now, Danielle, um, you are stunning. Do you know that, girl? You are beautiful. Okay, well, let me, I'm going to keep that and put it in my pocket for, <laughs> for my low days. I'll pull that out. Thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> you are. You are. I'm so glad to have you to, on to talk about friendships. Now, um, we always start the podcast off with a quote of the day. And you know this quote because you chose it. And it's the single story creates stereotypes. And the problem with stereotypes is not that they are untrue, but they are incomplete. They make one story become the only story by Chimamanda Adichie. Um, What does this quote mean to you? Why did you choose it? You know, so I do my homework. And I know other ladies on the show, they've always got like this really motivational Michelle Obama, Beyonce quote. And I'm like, let's talk about the pain of stereotypes. But Mm. I think I like that quote so much because it lends itself to virtually every space right now and sheds light on how dangerous that can be. So like, you know, we're talking about friendship right now. Like you have a lot of women who hold stereotypes against other women and that's why they don't want to have female friendships or stereotypes of certain racial groups. But it's like, I understand where that stereotype's coming from but like seeing that danger play out especially right now like in this political climate like the danger of making these decisions and making full narratives based on this sliver of a stereotype that you believe about this thing and it just has such like huge ripple effects so that that quote always sticks with me because it sheds light on something that a lot of us do every day and it's just really dangerous so I just thought I don't know it's just it really resonates but next time I'll have like a really motivational Michelle Obama (laughs) quote (laughs) you know what I love that quote because it's come up in my life a couple of times recently actually the the it's funny that you that you start off like bring up the conversation around women having female stereotypes. Cause last night I actually saw a TikTok where a young black woman said, this is what she said. If you have the, the this combo, long nails. Oh God, okay. Long, thick lashes, uh, a wig with extreme baby hair that you are ghetto and you are the type of girl who would fight somebody like she had all she named three things and she made assumptions about women and then she brought up cardi b as an example and i was like girl what is wrong with you why are you lumping especially as a black woman you know the things that we go through 
Mm-hmm. You know, my prayer is that my hope is that it was something just for like, for views, like a really cheap way of getting views. I'm going to hope that that was the goal, but you know, I know she's not the only one. And even though that's like so extreme, I know a lot of us are doing our version of like, ah, if a girl has this, da, 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 I, we can't be friends. We're like, oh, I, I already know about her. Like she just walked in the room at the party. Oh, I already know about her. And it's like, we haven't even, we haven't even had a conversation. So that's sad, especially coming from one of our own Yes, sadder. Um, Okay, well, you are a friendship coach. What does that mean? Okay, so essentially these days, it's 2020. So at this point, you can get a coach for anything. Mm -hmm. For anything, you can get a coach. And you're, are you like in LA? Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I've been in LA once. I'm not cool enough to like live there, but I feel like everybody's like a coach, success coach, life coach, you know, wellness coach. So there's really a coach for anything. But the reason I fall into it, I always made the joke about, you know, when you were in high school, you took like that skills-based test that was like, tell us your interests, your skills, and then we're going to tell you like what you should be. So like friendship coach was definitely like not on that list, but I was actually a high school English teacher for six years. And so, you know, I'm working with 17, 18 year olds. So I heard a lot of the girls, you know, their chatter between classes and mm-hmm. hallway, or they'd want to pull me aside after class and be like, she's just so da 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 da. So I made the mistake of dismissing it as, you know, they're teenagers, like they're ridiculous. That's what they do. But when I got into public relations and I'm now having conversations with women who like own these big companies and the C-suite and all that, then I hear a conversation about friendship come from them. But at that point, their issue is not having any friends because they're so ambitious or career driven. And so that's when I was like, oh, this is like a thing, like whatever season of life, trying to figure out how to relate to other women is a thing. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of went down the rabbit hole of like doing the research and reading books on it and all these things. And that's kind of where it started. And so, you know, I got certified to coach. So that's when I was like, oh, this is a thing. This is a space that doesn't have a lot of resources. And um, whenever I would talk to people about it, you know, it's always funny because if I mention it to someone, I'm like, yeah, you know, in a friendship coach, they're always like, that's cute, you know? And then yeah. when I'm like, yeah, so, you know, I could help talk you through this and this and this. It's like, oh my God, let me tell you about this thing that happened to me, you know? So it's a, it's, it's cool to be in a space where so many women are trusting me with very intimate thoughts and feelings and experiences, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you said you, you have an app that's about to launch soon. Tell me about that. Yeah. So the friendship business is called friend forward, like moving forward and up with your friendship, uh, friendships. And so the membership is called friend forward and we have an app coming out, um, soon, maybe at the time of the show, it'll be out, but it's unlike other apps because like there are apps where you like swipe and meet other women. Like that's yeah. like a thing. Yeah. Like BFF, yeah. you know, it's a thing, but in my opinion, where they fall short is that there's no shortage of meeting people. Like you could swipe all day long to meet other people. But if you haven't like, and you don't know how to talk to them once you get there, or you have certain hangups, or you have certain negative behaviors that keep getting in the way of you like having new friendships, then it doesn't matter if you keep swiping. So this will be like the first app where we're teaching you about, you know, how to make friends if you're really, really busy, how to know if a friendship is just difficult or if it's toxic, because we use those words synonymously. They're not the same thing. A lot of us are ending friendships prematurely and there's resources for moms and entrepreneurs. So it'll be like the first app of its kind to like 
teach you. Like there are many lessons and the mole host virtual events as well um, to kind of serve as like the practice field for what you learn. So if we just did a a lesson yesterday, then in two days, we probably have like a virtual, you know, trap yoga session or a virtual origami session, mixology lessons, but it's really like the, the backdrop upon which to apply what you just learned. I love that. You know, I actually, I've been on a friendship app before. And what I, was your experience? Um, <laughs> so, okay. I lived in San Francisco for five years. I tell people I didn't have a lot of black female friends while I was there. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of friends. I just had a few really good friends that I made. So uh, I hear, I've never been on a dating app because me and my husband have been together so long. Thank God. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> But it's similar to what I hear my friends say about the dating app. So the conversations got started, but they never went anywhere. We never, I never hung out with any of the girls from the, from the app. Um, We, you know, one of us would start the conversation and then, you know, I remember on a couple of instances, it went on for a little bit too long to where I was like, girl, okay, I don't even want to talk to you no more, girl. If we can't meet up and have coffee, I don't, why are we still talking? You know? It was just, it wasn't that great, you know? Um, Yeah, neither one of us ever made a move, asked each other out. Yeah. And you know what? And a lot of that, like it's, it's mirrored by what we experience in real life, even though it's in the digital sphere, but like putting yourself out there either way. So if you really like her and you think to yourself like, yeah, she's cool, but there's like that whole, like, what if I say something and, and she rejects it? Like, that's just central to, you know, human beings in general. We're resistant to that kind of like pain and vulnerability and exposure. And then there's the whole, like, you know, if I, it, what if she doesn't think I'm cool the way I think she's cool and just that whole thing or some people I'm learning that there's a lot more people who are claiming to have you know social anxiety and and they want to but they're so almost immobilized by their fear of going out having the conversation awkward moments freak them out you know so I think there's just like a lot at play so it doesn't surprise me to hear that that was like a thing yeah wow this is so fascinating Okay, y'all. Okay, y'all know if you listen to the podcast before, and hopefully you have. Welcome if you haven't. But we always start with some random questions. Um, it, this helps me get to know my guests. This will help us get to know Dan- Danielle a little bit more. Um, so my first question for you, Danielle, is: Do you believe in best friends (BFFs)? Because I saw someone online say that they didn't believe in that because it it puts too much pressure and too many expectations on a relationship. That was their point of view. What's yours? Okay, I have a very unpopular opinion because I also think, I'll just say I think we should be careful about saying it. I've said it, um, but I think with the pressure thing, okay, it does put a certain expectation on this person. So if you're my best friend, it's like, what does that mean? Because we don't ever talk about it. It's not like we're like, okay, so here you go. Contractually, here's you know what I expect of you. We never do that. But there are a set of expectations surrounding like if you're my best friend. That means what? Probably images of, you know, I can call you at any time and you are ready to like emotionally support me. And I don't have to explain. Like if I'm like, we're going to go fight this girl, we're going to go fight this girl. Like I shouldn't have to explain to you. Like there's just so many <laughs> there's the expectation that you won't really hang out and get close with other friends. Like if we're admitting it because like we're best friends. So now suddenly you start spending a lot of time with another 
friend, you know, am I going to interpret that as some form of disloyalty or betrayal, even though really you have every right to go and explore new friendships. So sometimes it just, or, you know, on the other end, sometimes when the relationships phase out, then we don't know what to do because we're like, but you're my best friend. Like you were in my wedding. So I don't even know how to process us not being as close anymore. So there's yeah. just some stuff that can come with that. But, you know, I can see it also being like a harmless thing that two women say, you know, to each other. Um, I've seen like, personally, I have a very close friend who always says, I'm one of her best friends. She always says, I have three best friends, my high school best friend, my yeah. college best friend. And, and that's what she, just what she says. And I've never felt like, oh, well, I wanted to be like your only, you know, so, you know, I, I guess like the way you use it and the women you use it with, as long as it, as everybody understands there's like, there's a flow and it's okay if the dynamic changes over time and when one gets married and, you know, that whole thing. So I, I see how it could be totally harmless, but I do see how sometimes it can, those expectations can kind of set us up for some like conflict and disappointment. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned there are no um, set in stone rules about being a first best friend. I don't know if you ever watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes, I have. Yes. Do you remember Cynthia's friend contract with Nene? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> have you ever seen one of those or heard about one of those in your coaching? No, not in real life. Oh, my gosh. I did like a funny video. Well, OK, it was funny to me on my Instagram. <laughs> about like, you know, how we're like, have this list of like, I want this and I want to be able to call her and she's funny, she supports me, blah, blah, blah. And like, you give her the contract and like, all right, here's your contract. And then the other girl's saying like, oh my God, I have like the exact same contract for you. And it being like, yeah, no, I can't commit to all of that. You know, so a lot of times we expect all these things of our friends, but it's like, if you had to have like a real conversation with yourself, are, are you okay with that? Are you okay with being called in the middle of the night, ride or die, no matter what, always showing up for her? Like, are, do you, can you do all the same things? Oh, you always want her to text you right back. Okay. Are you going to text right back? You know? So it's just like, what, 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 what are the expectations? Um, it's so funny you mentioned housewives because the other day I was like, oh my God, I need to do videos or something on just like, you know, watching housewives just in general, yes. like the dynamic of women and then being like, oh, we're not cool anymore. Okay. We are cool and then other girls instigating i'm like there's just like so much content here it's not even funny but yeah the contract thing i i jokingly i wish it was a thing because it's like we could be on the, on the same page you know like okay these are the things i need you know so it's funny but to some extent i i get it because i always like to put things like in a romantic context like if we're dating you know your friend goes on a date you would encourage her like girl you know make sure you're clear about like what you want like let him know what you want what you're yeah. looking for like that makes sense to us, you know, so nobody's guessing. But then like in the friend world, we have this expectation that there should be chemistry and I shouldn't ever have to say what I need. Like we're friends. I should never have to be mm -hmm. like, hey, listen, Listen, I kind of need you to da da da. This is what I like because it's like it kills the romanticism of like yeah. just it being easy, like natural. But you know, one downside of not doing that is then when you do get slighted or a boundary is crossed or whatever, then you're huffing and puffing or you want to cut the friendship off, but you never even told her, like, hey, that's kind of like my threshold or like, hey, I'm not cool with that. But you never told her because she's just supposed to know. Yeah. You know, so we've got to figure out, you know, how to have expectations of our friends and talk it out and all that good stuff. I think it'll save us a lot of confusion and disappointment. Yeah. Do you have a lot of friends? You know, I think it depends on how people use friends. I would say no. Like that I have like my close, like three girls that I can call and be like, Oh my God, like 
help like help me out with this or here's what I'm going through um but I could see how maybe on the outside somebody looking in would be like oh you probably do because I'm very social and I'm very like hey girl hey and sometimes like even on Instagram I'm like hey friend you know and, and it's like should you call everybody your friend so people use that word very loosely um extroverts tend to claim to have a lot of friends because they mistake their you know connections and associations as friendships um but you know there's this research that says that we only have the mental capacity to be super close with five people yeah. like your brain can't even handle pouring into more than five people and then get this it tells us that if you have a romantic partner in your life that person takes up two of those five spots yeah because of like how much you have to pour into them so really like three is like normal to have three people you're close with so a lot of times when people are like oh i'm a i'm a bad friend or i need more friends or i, I want it's like well are you trying to maintain friendships with like 10 women like it's not even possible so yeah. i like sharing that because i think it gives some of us like a sigh of relief of like oh okay i don't have to keep up with all no no you don't it's not even possible um so i i feel blessed to have three close women who I can call. Um, but you know, for the woman who's like, Oh, I don't have my squad. It's like, it's okay. Take a breath, relax. Like, you know, you know what? That's such good info. I am, I'm married, right? I don't have a ton of close friends. In fact, some of my best friends, I, I have like two, two or three best friends. One of them may not even know she's my best friend because I don't just throw the word around. And they're in different cities, LA, San Francisco, Dallas, right? And But the ones in, even the, none of them, actually, I don't talk to any of them either, every day. I talk to my mom every day. I talk to my dad every other day. You know, I do not have the capacity to call you at the end of the week to tell you the rundown on my week. If you need me, call me. If I need you, I will call you. We DM on Instagram all the time. If we, t you know, I don't have the, I feel like I'm a bad friend because I do not have the capacity to call you every other day, girl, or, or boy, one of my best friends is a guy. It's like, I don't have the time and they understand it, they get me. And that's why they're my friend. But I could not imagine sitting down with another human being and them telling me what they need. I'd be like, baby, we are not married. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense to me. And I think a key is what you said about, and they get me. Like, we, yeah. we have an understanding. We're cool. Like, we don't have to talk about it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and I think that's what everybody's looking for, like, that that ease. And I can just call you whenever, and you're not going to be upset that we haven't. So I think everybody's looking for that sense of understanding. I would wonder, though, would you say that it was always like that, like, from the beginning? Or it's something that you guys have eased into now that you don't necessarily have to do that? But what was the frequency of interaction looking like at the beginning? Yeah, I would say, you know, with uh, like my, I used to live in Dallas, I'm from Dallas. So, and we used to work together and we used to hang out a lot, you know, and we were at a different point in our lives. We were 21, 22. We used to party all the time. And then I moved to San Francisco and then that distance, you know, she was always in a relationship and then I moved, I got into a relationship. So there was that natural space that was created in the physical space. 
then I became with my best friends with my best friend Travis who lived in San Francisco like we didn't really call each other ever when we don't but we hung out a lot because we lived in the same city and then I moved to LA and then that separation you know what I mean so it's the moves kind of did that we're still friends and we're great friends and when we we see each other, you know, I just drove an hour, you know, one of my friend Travis was visiting SoCal and he was like, I'm gonna be like an hour away from you. I'm, I dropped everything, I cleared out my whole weekend. Say, whenever you're ready, I'll drive down and we had dinner, you know what I mean? So I don't have, to, like, it's the, it's the space, but that space also, that space also ruins some friendships with me. Like, oh, we never talk, we don't call. And I'm like, I just, I live in a completely different city, 2000 miles away. I'm working on all the things I'm working on. I just can't call you every day or every week. I'm sorry, we can text. <laughs> I don't even like talking on the phone. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get that. And you know what, you're, you're, you're highlighting like a lot of, you know, key elements and things that I see. And, you know, cause one of the, the fundamental ingredients of building a friendship is repeated exposure. So that's why you see like coworkers become friends. Yeah. Neighbors because I see your face every day. So just by, you know, proximity, we're going to like build, we're going to be talking. So it makes sense that, you know, having that at the beginning, you know, especially when we're younger, you're in school, you know, would bring us together really quickly. Another thing that brings us together is, you know, um, self-disclosure. So we say vulnerability, but like sharing about ourselves. And that tends to happen like when when we're together, you know, but that's something that kind of like expedites the process too, like your willingness to share brings you together. So when you have that a lot, I see you every day. And so now we're feeling comfortable. So now I'm sharing, it brings me together. So, you know, essentially when you do start to drift, maybe like physically or whatever, well, we already kind of like glued ourselves. Like we already went through the process to kind of fasten ourselves to each other. So it makes sense that we'd still be, you know, um, you know, still be close. Um, but for some, it's like, you have a lot of people who they work together and they move jobs and then they're like not friends anymore. And you have one who's like, well, what happened? And it's like, you guys never had practice being friends outside of working or working was the thing that brought you together, but all the other elements aren't, aren't really strong. So maybe it, you know, it doesn't have the same elasticity to like, you know, last. So yeah, it's tricky. And then also, you know, I would think like to your friends, you moved and they're like, Oh my God, where'd you go? You know, one thing I like to drop too, but it's kind of like a tough love thing is there's the study that found only half of our friendships are reciprocal. And, and sometimes even to hear that is like, wait, what? You know? So I'm like, I don't ever say that to be like, to incite like paranoia, like, well, time out. Cause I have 10 friends, but maybe only five of them like see me, but it's the truth. So like, if you have this friendship and you're like, oh yeah, she's cool. But she's thinking like, oh my God, yeah, Jasmine's like one of my yeah. best friends. There's nothing you can do about that, but that is just a reality. So that, of course, there's friction that emerges from that because it's like the expectations that you would call because she prioritizes the friendship more than you do. And that's okay. But you being like, I, I can't, like, I can't maintain this in the same level is just like totally natural. So I know that can, you know, that's a truth that might make some of us like, oh God, but I feel like there can be freedom in that. Like, oh, only half of you like me back. Okay. You know, like it just is what it is. <laughs> Wow. Okay, y'all. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about success and failure and being an entrepreneur. (music) 
Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. Of course, I'm your host, Jasmine W., but my wonderful guest, Danielle Byer Jackson. Uh, make sure you follow her on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson. That's D A N I E L L E B A Y A R D. Jackson. If you can't spell Jackson, honey, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you can also go to her website, DanielleByerJackson.com. Now, okay, we're still on random questions. I guess I really wanted to know from you because um, whenever I checked you out on Instagram and your website, I was like, wow, you're so smart and professional. Um, And I consider myself a new entrepreneur being like a year into running my own business, which is just like myself. So I'd love to know what advice do you have for me and for anyone else who might be um, starting their own business, but might might be new at it. And it could be anything. Oh my gosh. Um, Advice for new business owners. Um, one thing I would say is to get really clear on what you do and to be unafraid to be laser focused on that thing for a while until you, and not to say you're not already good at it because you're in the business. So you're probably good at what it is you do, but until people start to know you for the thing you do, and it's really natural before you start to kind of like diversify your services and things like that. So one thing I see is, you know, getting into business, we want to do all the things and we're like, Oh, I can offer that. I can offer and it makes it hard for people to know how to use you. Um, so that's one thing I would say is to kind of really get granular and like, okay, who specifically do I serve? What's my thing? What do I do? And to, you know, kind of find freedom in the fact that you don't have to do it all right now. Maybe in six months you add the next thing and the next thing. So that would be kind of like one piece of advice. And then the other is to just kind of like, have boundaries. I know sometimes we can like grind all day and we're excited, but like making sure you take time away. Cause that's what keeps you creative, honestly, you know, and yeah. keep having that balance. So those would be two pieces of advice I think would be important for somebody starting out. Yeah. How do you run a business? And it sounds, you know, you run more, more than one business. <laughs> How do you run a business? Um, be married and also have children. Um, I cry in my car on lunch break. <laughs> Oh my God. (laughs) It is, um, it is a lot. And I, you know, to be totally transparent recently, I've been thinking like, am I doing too much, but I'm very like, you know, let's just do it now. Like I have an idea. Oh my God. Like, let's do it now. You know, pretty much against the advice I just gave about 40 seconds ago. (laughs) You want to do all the things. Um, but it's hard sometimes because especially when you, you, you know, I, I love the friendship space. I love the research. I love all that. I love PR. I love helping, you know, women of color, like get more attention for what they're doing. And so it's hard to turn off. I, you know, love being a mom. And so it's just all the things. Um, I think one thing that's really freed me from feeling guilty and busy and overwhelmed is just that in terms of balance, it's okay to not be able to do all the things every day and maybe like taking more of an aerial view and zooming out and saying like, as long as I touched all the things this week, this month. So maybe today I feel like a bad mom because I'm like, God, I didn't drop him off. My husband did because I had this meeting and God, I'm not even going to see him till late. So I could get caught up in like, oh, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not gonna, I'm not a good mom. I didn't have, but it's like, you know what, today I had on, you know, publicist cap. And I just, that was the bucket I had to pour into today. But tomorrow he and I can go to the park. We can have a little time. I'll turn up my email. And so as long as I touched on all the things this week, I did a good job. And so I'm having to kind of redefine what it means to be quote unquote balanced. It doesn't have to be daily. Sometimes it can be 
weekly and monthly touches to make sure you know everything's moving well and you touched you know everything and everybody so that's kind of what i'm working on on now i love that that is such good advice because it actually makes me think about my time working in hr and we would call it high touch service where you feel connected, you know, you're high touch. You talk to me when you need me, I'm available, but I don't necessarily talk to you every day. And that's how you have to treat your business and your life. The girl, you you taught me something today because that makes me feel so much better because I am a do all, do all of the things type person, but I'm also lazy. So just just make sure that you touch it on these things every week is just such a sigh of relief for me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's how we, we get it done. It's just like, I can't do it all today and, and that's okay. And not, oh, I can't do it all today, but like, okay, maybe if I multitask, like listen to the podcast while I do this thing and then like back in the house and send out those emails. And it's just like, and honestly too, I, I wish I remembered the name of the book, but it was saying something about how like multitasking is actually like this, it's like a paradox because you actually get less done. Like you get yeah. less done. So that kind of is freeing too. Like, okay, well, if I try to do the three things, I'm going to do them all poorly. I'm not going to finish any of them as opposed to this is the one thing I'm doing today. And I'm going to just like knock it out of the park and I'll do the yeah. next thing. tomorrow. So it's just a new way to think about things. But yeah, that's a game changer. That's a game. That's a game changer. Okay. So my last random question is, are you successful? It's kind of a two-part question. I feel bad, but is it, are you successful? And you know, what's the last thing that uh, you failed at? Oh, um, hmm. well, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, one of my, you know, um, clients at the PR agency is a success coach and she helps people redefine success. And it's really been helping me just to be working with her because she's talking about like, especially during the pandemic, you know, we're at home, we're not out and about, all these things. And a lot of people are stressing because the idea of success looks a lot different. So my output, my productivity, what I used to expect of my output is just not even possible. And yeah. I recently came to the conclusion that like, I can't send out as many whatevers and facilitate as many interviews and do as many. I can't you got you know the baby at home and you're stressed from the pandemic and the election and you just can't and just redefining well then what does it mean to be successful in this environment because they it can't look the same yeah. um, so that's something I'm trying to kind of grapple with um, but I would say maybe my last success um, <laughs> Maybe was my successes are like honestly when I get like wins for my client, which sounds very like no, that sounds good. My yeah. client successes my, but you know whenever you know you know uh, with the friendship coaching, a woman has an aha moment. And she's like wow, or you know what? Yes, just yesterday I was talking to somebody. We were talking about things. She was interviewing me for a podcast uh, interview, and, and when we got done, she was like wow, like I think I'm gonna email my friend and tell her like, I'm sorry. Like they haven't spoken in months. And she was like, we're going into a new year. I think I'm going to tell her like I messed up and I am so sorry. And we haven't spoken in months. And that was just such a moment of like, okay, yes. Okay. And so I really, I don't know, that felt really good to me. So I count that as a success. Cause that was like something that changed someone like the trajectory of her life. Maybe I don't know if they'll repair that relationship or not. So that was kind of a cool success. And I would say a failure was, um, definitely, definitely this weekend. Um, I tried to have like mom's day away and I was like, you know what, take the baby. Like I need time for me, you know, 
just for like myself. And I got in the car and I was going to do like this getaway to a place like two hours away, but like an hour into the drive, I got a flat tire. And I would like to think like I handle those things with grace. You know, like, you know what? That's okay. Tomorrow's another day. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't my best self. And the trip really kind of didn't happen. And that's okay. And that's totally okay. I'm not upset by it at all. Girl, that would have made me mad as hell. You trying to get away and you get a flat tire on the on the way to where you going? I understand why that was a failure. And I and listen, if you didn't handle it with grace, too bad to everybody involved who got injured in the process, honey, because that is frustrating. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was definitely uh, that was definitely a failure. Um, but God's working on me, so okay. Um, I'm trying to think. So I'm like, what's the what's the last thing I feel that? You know what? Um, I, I between working a corporate job and doing comedy at night is what I used to do and everything. Um, since I no longer work a full-time job, like a corporate job, I have decided, you know, I'm going to try to cook during the quarantine. I've tried to cook, um, a failure. My most recent failure was last night. I ordered, we ordered some Jamaican food. I didn't cook, but they called me and said the patties, the veggie patties that you guys ordered, we are out. So I can give you a refund or I can give you frozen ones and you can cook them for 35 to 40 minutes when you get home. And I said, throw me an extra one in there and I'll cook them when I get home. I'll cook them when you deliver them. So they delivered the frozen patties and girl, I overcooked the patties. And when I overcook stuff, I be trying to play it off. I I handed that patty to my husband. I said, the bread is a little, it's a little dense, a little dry. He said, no, you overcooked this. You overcooked these, you burn these almost. <laughs> He keeps you humble. He keeps you humble. He does. That was a failure. That was a huge failure. Um, (laughs) All right, y'all. When we come back, we're going to get into a few trending topics, and we're going to give advice to someone who just moved to a new city and doesn't know how to make friends. So stay tuned. back it's jasmine and danielle byer jackson follow her on instagram that's the last time i'm gonna tell y'all okay um we are now moving into some trending topics now um danielle you're a beautiful wife a mom a business owner a passion pursuer what keeps you motivated and what gives you the strength to keep going in 2020 with the obstacles that we face not only as women as black women as you know, being moms, entrepreneurs, as a business owner during this time, like what really motivates you and keeps you getting up in the morning? Um, I guess it's kind of like a two-parter because you know I'm a person of faith, so I think having like a broader perspective of what's going on instead of just like having your face so close to the details. So that helps, I think, to keep me like have having perspective um, of what what it's all for, what we're doing yeah. it all for and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, so that's definitely one. And then two is I think remembering that there are small wins every day, which sounds kind of cheesy, but you know, it's so tempting to get caught up in like, oh my God, like the world's on fire. People are, you know, up in racist is, you know, just like, it's just craziness. And so it's tempting to get caught up in that every day. And all of that is true, but every day, that I wake up, there is some kind of new win. A client got a win or there's some kind of new thing that emerged or a new discovery or something every single day. And so I think maybe 
maintaining that perspective is helpful when it comes to, you know, pressing forward. Yeah. I think the quarantine is, is, is it's such a weird time because um, a lot of people that I know, even people that have lost their jobs and people, um, you know, have found something good about the quarantine. So while you feel like, man, God, what is going on, God? It also is like, okay, you kind of, you kind of got my back though, because I'm learning a new skill or I've, I've taken a break or I found something I'm really passionate about, you know? So it, it, it's a sort of like a weird combination of like negative and positive energy during this time. Definitely. Yeah. I guess my my next question is is also in regards to the quarantine. You know, we've been in quarantine off and on for the entire 2020. I'm in LA, but what city are you based in? In Tampa, Florida. Okay, in Tampa, Florida. But where are you from? Because you have an accent that's not. Oh my Florida. god. Okay, so everybody keeps saying that. I'm like, I don't hear it, but I'm from here. Like I'm from Tampa, so that's just. I think that is so strange. People were like, but where are you really from? Like, where are your people from? I'm like, I don't. Where are your parents from? My mom's from Buffalo and my dad's from Delaware. So, I mean, you know what I mean? I don't know, girl. Your accent sounds like, it sounds like, um, I don't even know where the accent would be, but somewhere like up north or like kind of east coast, but like up north. So maybe it's your mom being from Buffalo. It could be. It could be. <laughs> she, she says some things weird. So maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Well, listen, you're in Tampa. Have y'all even been in quarantine? <laughs> you know what? It's so funny. <laughs> like Sometimes I hear these stories of everybody else. I'm like, right, right, right. Because my friends are definitely like, so when are, are you guys going to the beach? You guys want to go to the beach on Saturday? Or like, we, like, what quarantine? We are going to Target. We're going to the beach. We're going to like happy hours at the club. Like, so I don't even know what people are talking about. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? I mean, it's, it's. It's where I mean, what pandemic? It's it's but it's Florida. I know it's they get Florida. this funny joke about us, but um, we're still you know living our best lives. I mean, sure cases are you know tripling by the day, but you know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're still doing beach days for sure. You know what? <sighs> this, this is ruining my uh, my plan for trending topics. Do you know that Florida? Everybody is gonna hate you after this. We never. Nobody's ever gonna come to see you after this. We don't care about. The, people said the next time y'all have a hurricane, we do not give a damn. Do you know that people said that last night on Twitter? That's awful. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. I know the worst. We're the worst. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I wanted to know like what adjustments you've made during quarantine, but I guess, you know, I, I have a different question now. Like how have you made adjustments <clears throat> to your life after being a mom, especially when it comes to friendships? Like I also, you mentioned early in the episode, which was such a good piece of data is that you can only have five people. Your husband takes up two, but what about your baby? I know. Oh my gosh. I know. I thought about that. Like after the research was like, oh, wait a second. Like what if, you know, you've got parents you're really involved with or you're a caretaker for or your kid. I don't know how that factors in. Um, but it has definitely changed things. You know, well, one is, you know, having like the people you gravitate toward as 
friends. So like having mom friends is now important because I, you know, want to be able to talk to somebody about, you know, diaper cream and their eyes don't glaze over. I need somebody <laughs> who's like, oh my God, yes, let's go on Amazon and shop around right now. So, you know, that's one thing. But um, I think for me, I, I think maybe that's why I do all the things is because I feel like I think I'm trying to prove to myself that I can because before yeah. kids, I was very, very independent. Like, don't tell me anything. I'm doing what I want when I want. I'm not having a baby to slow me down. And if I have a kid, like he just better like throw him on my knapsack on my back and we're going to. So I think like I was very fearful of losing myself. And like when I go and look at my journal entries, you know, before being pregnant, that was one of my fears. It's like, well, I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to do all the things. So maybe that is why I do so many things is because I'm trying to prove to myself like, yeah, yeah well, he's not going to slow me down. He better keep up, you know? Um, so that's, that's one thing, but it is teaching me the, the importance of rest yeah. of you don't have to. And it's, it's kind of beautiful sometimes to just like be doing nothing and just like looking at each other and like, it's a beautiful day, you know? Yeah. So there's, you know, that's a blessing, you know, but yeah. Well, my cousin Sadia, she was actually on the podcast. She's an actress here in LA. She said that after having a baby and she, she read this, um, that after having a baby, you don't actually become yourself again until three years later. So how old is your son? He is a little over two. He's a little over two. You know, that's interesting because, you know, which, you know, kind of I do a digression, but not, but you know, everybody's like, you're dating. And then they're like, when are you going to get married? And then you have the kid. And then it's like, when are you going to have enough? So, you know, when people start to be like, when are you going to have, oh, he deserves a sibling. Where do you guys get it? And it's just like, how do I articulate to you? Like, I just started being able to like, you know, have girls nights again and, and, you know, and, and to think for myself and get some sleep, a full night's sleep. How do I communicate to you that like, I am not necessarily eager to mm-hmm. go back to, you know, your breastfeeding and you're tired and it's only about the baby and you're like, but what about me? And, you know, so, um, so yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing to hear because I definitely see that. Yes. Yeah. Girl, you articulated by telling people, first of all, mind your business. First of all, get out my uterus. Exactly. <laughs> you know, mind your business and I, I don't want to, I don't want to, or when I'm ready or when I feel like it, I will. Right. Oh my gosh. Now, y'all, we are going to step into the Keep It Real corner like we always do at the end of the episode. This is a real question from TikTok. Um, This person said, I just moved to a new city and I don't have any friends here. How can I meet new people? What's your advice? So that's a common thing. We're moving and we're like, like, oh my God, I have no network. How do I start over? So a couple things. I'm going to start with the easy ones. The easy ones are to like, get on those apps we mentioned earlier that are like, oh, here's how to meet people. Because if you're like, I don't even know how to meet new people, those things make it easy. Boom, boom, boom. People in your town, you can make it like specific to your city, whatever. So if you want to like use the little cheat sheets with the apps and stuff, go for it. Um, But I always say that there's a possibility for connection everywhere. We just don't have our eyes primed to it. So for example, um, I once coached a young woman with the same issue and I was like, it starts by the people you see every day. So I was like, okay, is there anything you do routinely? And she was like, oh, like I mean, I go to the grocery store, I guess, like every other day. And I was like, okay, I challenge you to get in the same aisle the same time that you go every time when you check out. And don't you know, she's seeing, and we talked earlier about repeated exposure. Like I'm seeing you all the time. 
don't you know that it's the same woman working the same shifts every time? And I challenged her to, you know, when we're in line, get off the phone, make small talk. They were talking. And then it's like, oh, you have a little one? Oh, yeah, I have a little one too. Oh, yeah. Then it's like, oh, well, do you want to have a play date? Like, yeah, man. And now they're friends. Like, that was like months ago. But it starts with like, you see people every day, but we have that fantasy of like, you know, I'm in the coffee line and this person that, or I go to a party and I hit it off with this girl and we're like insta besties. And it's like, forget that. Like you see people all the time, but as your head and your phone, which makes you look unapproachable, like people aren't going to like bother you, you know, are you at work, but you're being kind of short with people, not in a rude way, but you only see it as work, but it's like training your eyes to see the opportunities and the people you see constantly throughout the day um if you do want to use those little websites like meetup.com and things like that um i always encourage that because you know what's going on in your city but i think a problem that a lot of us make is we go one time and then yeah. we're like yeah uh, i wasn't feeling it yeah and that's it and so i'm always like i challenge you to go at least three times even if you're like i'm over it like i've made up my mind like there are not people here for me go three times because that's when you start to it, you breed like that familiarity so if i hear you talking about like your sick dog the first time i'm there then the second time i get the opportunity to say like e- i remember you saying something about you know your dog like did that work out okay and now it's like oh you're a good listener you're interested i'm interested and so it's just like but an opportunity but we keep being like first interaction well, not feeling it yeah she's she was okay i need a new one i need a fresh one okay fresh interaction <laughs> with you yeah she was okay and been around and it's just like there's opportunity really everywhere you know if you're you know somebody's listening and they're like oh but i i don't go out and about i'm strictly like at home on lockdown you know well think about like how many you know big zoom calls you go to or networking calls things like that even see that as an opportunity you see everybody's tile and camera on zoom if there's somebody who answers um or they ask an interesting question or they make a funny comment in the meeting or whatever why not message them privately after and be like oh my god thank you for asking that question because i was gonna ask but then i was like I don't want to put myself out there. So just, oof, I appreciate you. That's yeah. it. Or, oh my God, what you said today at the meeting was just like so funny. I'm still thinking about it. I just want to like tell you, it was hilarious. Thank you for the, you know, humorous break in our meeting, whatever. But our problem is we're not extending interactions. And then we're like, why am I not making friendships? But you want everything to just like end where it is. Yeah. You know, you earlier about like, and not going anywhere or you guys are talking and you're like, well, how are we going to, you have to, somebody has to keep extending it. You yeah. hang out, you have a good time and following up doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, let's go to, you know, do you want to go to coffee? Follow up just means extending the interaction. So that could be as simple as, you know, when I'm hanging out with a new girl and she mentions a Netflix show that she's been binging, then maybe later that week I go and watch the first episode and I text her and I say, okay, so I watched that show you're talking about. You're right. It's, hilarious and so that's it but it keeps me top of mind it keeps us going it keeps momentum um and not to nerd out but i'll end with this is you know there was uh research from the university of kansas that tried to quantify how many hours it takes to make a friend and i have like some issues with the study but like so far it's like the best we've got and they said that it takes 50 five zero hours to feel like oh yeah that's like my associate like yeah, yeah i know her okay 90, nine zero to feel like that is my friend and 200 hours to feel like, oh yeah, yeah, that's my best friend. And so I always joke that like, I wonder if we could see a timer on our foreheads of like the hours going up, if we'd be like, oh, okay, we got to go and do something next week. Cause I'm trying to get this time up with her. Like, I wonder if we would be more intentional if we could see 
ourselves clocking hours as opposed to like, oh yeah, we, we hung out and like we DM'd a couple times. So yeah, yeah, but, but you guys aren't friends. You're not close, but it's because you're not clocking hours, but simultaneously expect a friendship to come out of it, but you're not spending any like time. Yeah. Um, So that would be like my long answer to like making friends is one, keep your eyes open to interactions you have every day. Two, every time you see somebody, even virtually, get them away from a group setting and into an individual setting because that's when people tend to let their guard down more. So you're in a, a work meeting on Zoom, you email a coworker one-on-one after, hey, that thing you said was so funny. That's it. And just let it grow. And then maybe you have virtual coffee. Um, and then finally, take as many opportunities to extend your interactions because that is how friendships grow. Danielle, when I tell you that this is so fascinating, I'm not gonna lie the tips also sound like the tips that you would get from a serial killer too that's why we scared but we got to get over that (laughs) and we have to we have to put in more effort if we want friendships and that is such a good lesson for today's episode even for me because you know I don't I ain't gonna lie to you I don't be wanting to put in the effort either you know (laughs) but I do be like dang I wish I had somebody to have a cocktail with um wow Danielle how can we keep up with you if somebody wants to reach out to you for advice your services your PR services please tell us how we can keep up with you and where we can reach out to you for more info yeah so um I, if it's the friendship stuff, our website is simply betterfemalefriendships.com. That's it, betterfemalefriendships.com. And that's when we have the community starting where you can jump in. There's other women in there. You don't have to worry about it being weird to like reach out because they all signed up to do the same thing. So they're going to be like, hey girl. So that's a good space to kind of like get some friendship help. And I'm in the group. I'm in there chatting and stuff like that. So that launches soon, betterfemalefriendships.com. You can join the wait list. And then for me personally, um, that's that could be at hello at betterfemalefriendships.com. Um, and then also on Instagram, people DM me their issues all the time. And I'm like, like if I can't sum it up in a voice note, I'm like, you know, here's my link. We can have like a formal session. Yes. There's an invoice on there. <laughs> yes. And I would love to let, you know, because there's so much to unpack, but I love answering questions um, on Instagram too. And again, the handle's Danielle Byer Jackson, so they can reach out there too. You know what, girl? I might have to take you up on a consultation. And it's a shame because I already went to therapy for it, but I might talk to you about it again just because... <laughs> You know what? Okay, so here's the thing about therapy is therapy is designed to like reach backwards and be like what happened in the past to help us understand where we are right now. And coaching's like, where are you right now? And where do you want to be? Let's talk about that. So I would not be equipped to be like, okay, so, oh, your friendships are stemming from the pain from your mother. You know, (laughs) I I don't even know. I'm just like, you want some tips on how to make a friend at the grocery store? Because I got you. (laughs) So so it would make sense. Yes. So coaching and therapy can totally be married together. This is such a good episode though. Like I am, my mind is blown. You know, I think it is too. There's just like, where are you really supposed to like talk about this? You know, like where are you supposed to even talk about friendships? You don't, like you don't, you know? So we're like, Oh my God, you know? And you know, when people think, you know, when you're married, your husband is your best friend, but he don't want to hear this. (laughs) He don't care. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Well, y'all, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. If you love Color Couch Conversations, make sure to tell someone about the show. Make sure to tell someone about Danielle and her services as well. You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations, and you can watch the show on my YouTube. That's Comedian Jasmine W on YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N. Thanks to my dad. And thanks to Danielle for being on the show. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. This was fun. It was.